Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Companions of the Message. This is Maha with Thursday Thoughts. So inshallah for this week, I wanted to talk about something that applies to every human being. And to begin, I just wanted to talk about a dream that a sheikha once shared with us. And she said that someone that she knew had a dream of her mother who had just recently passed away. And she dreamed of her grave being lush and full of gardens and very beautiful. And so she asked the woman, you know, what does that mean? And obviously it's a good sign, right? No one's denying that. And the sheikha, she says, what did your mother do? Like what was such a great deed that she did to earn this and to have you dream of her grave in this way? And she said, you know, she's a regular Muslim, nothing crazy about her. Your typical Muslim praying, doing what she has to do, doing what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked of her. But she said, when anyone was around her, nobody was allowed to gossip. That when we started to gossip, she would change the subject. We all just knew not to gossip around her and the sheikh shared she said that subhanallah this woman her cup had no holes even though she was doing the bare minimum that everything she did stayed in her cup and for some of us our cup is filled with holes we are constantly pouring and pouring and pouring and doing and and volunteering and doing as much as we can but yet our cup is filled with holes that no matter how much we do no matter how many good actions no matter how much quran no matter what we do it just goes right through it and we're not filling our cup and this cup is representing our iman that no matter how much we're trying it's as if we're doing nothing so the topic for today and it's a deep topic and i always say it's a deep topic for everyone but subhanallah this one is heavy and I do it so often just for myself. And it's a topic I've been meaning to record because every time I do this topic at a, at a masjid or at a halaqa, it's a constant reminder we need to always hear. And what is putting holes into our cups is backbiting. So inshallah today, that is the focus. And it might be longer than other episodes, but that's okay, inshallah. I know I always try to keep them short and sweet, but sometimes you have to expand and you have to explain and you have to go into depth. And this is something we have to talk about because as sisters, as brothers, brothers, you're not excused. I've heard more backbiting from the brothers than I do from the sisters, but it doesn't mean we're excluded either, sisters. So this reminder is for every person that has a tongue, male or female. So to go into it, let's talk about the three kinds of backbiting. The first kind of backbiting is and that's backbiting and that's when you're backbiting about the person and it's true you know a lot of us are like oh it's not backbiting it's true yeah that's called riba that is called backbiting subhanallah so the next one when it's not true is called buhtan and that is when you're slandering somebody that's when you're just assuming things and you're just you know things you're putting together and you're just like okay this has to be it but you don't know if it's the reality or not you don't know if you're making up lies about this person so that's the second kind buhtan is when you're slandering somebody and then the third kind of backbiting is namima namima is very very important and it's the worst of the three they're all terrible but the worst one is namima namima is when it's malicious gossip it's when i'm causing fitna between two people it's when i'm telling one friend what the other person said and maybe she was talking to me formally right about this person but i don't know her that way so i took it the wrong way and i told the second person what that person said about her and now i'm causing fitna between two people and i want you to know just because you didn't mean it doesn't mean it's not namima you know a lot of times we tell a friend something that somebody said and we're just like oh i wish i never told her because now there's no going back on their friendship and you are the cause you were the fitna that started it so you have to know namima even though it's not intentional it will still hold heavy on your skin Another reason why Namima is worse is because Ghiba and Buhtan, it ruins your reputation. It ruins how people view you. But Namima ruins relationships. And from experience and seeing and talking to people, it's easier to rebuild your reputation than it is to rebuild friendships and relationships. 
There are people who don't talk for no reason. Imagine when there is a reason. There's a fitna that, that was put between you and a person. So inshallah, what I wanted to focus on today, and I wanted to angle it differently. I don't want to just talk about the punishment of backbiting. We'll get into that within the talk, but I want to talk about why do we backbite? You know, you got to know your triggers. So inshallah, for this episode, we are going to talk about our, our triggers, and then we're also going to talk about ways to deal with an imam, someone who's bringing you gossip or news that someone said about you. So inshallah, let's begin with our triggers. So I'm going to share five reasons why we backbite. The first one, and as we're hearing each trigger, right, each reasoning, you have to ask yourself which one applies to you. Because maybe it's just one or two of them, and if it's all five, you have to chip away at the biggest trigger first, and then slowly trickle down to the others. So the first reasoning why we backbite is when somebody is mad at the same person you hate. So someone comes up to you and says, Ugh, this girl. And I'm going to use Sada's name as the example because Sada is my friend and she knows I'm not talking, really actually talking about her. So when a mutual friend also hates Sada and I can't wait to go off on Sada and I get to like sort of like reveal everything she's ever done to me, bring up things that are from five years ago. I finally have someone that hates Sada the way I hate her. And maybe the girl didn't even hate Sada that way, right? Maybe she was just annoyed by her. It was just a small incident. But because of how I dragged her name, right? Now this girl also hates Sada as much as I do. So one of the reasons why we backbite is because we hate the person. So how do you counter that? And with each reason, we're going to try to counter them as well. You forgive them. We have a whole episode about forgiveness. SubhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Jathiyah, You will see every nation crouching. Jathiyah means they're so close to the floor. On the day of judgment, Yawm Al-Qiyamah, the day of standing, we will be crouching so close to the floor because we won't even be able to hold ourselves up. But there will be a group of people that will be standing and they will be the ones who forgave. And the angels themselves will question, why are they standing? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, these are the ones who forgave. You know, forgiveness is a blessing that Allah gave to the person that was hurt. Not the person who hurt you. Forgiveness is for you, the one that is in pain. The one that no one ever apologized to. The one that no one even knows what you're going through. Forgiveness is for you, it's not for them. Take it in. Forgiveness only takes from your ego. It doesn't take from anything else. Forgiveness, it's an easy action. I know we say it's hard. It's actually really easy. The more you simplify things to just what it really is and what it really hurts, it's your ego. SubhanAllah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives such a great reward for forgiving others. And when you don't forgive and you have anger and animosity towards this person, you're more inclined to backbite about that person. So it's only good for you to forgive. Another reason why we backbite. So the first one we said is we hate the person. It's anger. The second reason why we backbite is it's social events. You just join the crowd. You're sitting in a room and, and it happens. And it only happens because of the prolonged time you had in this gathering that it shouldn't have been four or five hours. I always say, Yemeni Azumas, Yemeni gatherings, there's no reason why I'm sitting in your home for six hours. That's a shift. I should be getting paid for this at this point. Our gatherings are too long. It doesn't make sense. Like, what else are we going to talk about? Of course, no way I can avoid gossiping about people if I'm sitting in a room with you for four to five, six hours. So the way we counter this, right? We all know like how to address gossiping at the moment, right? When you're sitting in a crowd, you uh, deny it, you defend the friend, you change the subject, or you get up and leave if there's nothing that can change. But how often do we do these things? So what I try to do is I, I protect myself from these gatherings, right? And I try to avoid long gatherings, unless it's like with people that I know it's going to be a great time. We have games. We have this. Those are those are special occasions. But like other places, I, I, I put a limit for myself. And subhanAllah, you know, when I tell my friends, oh, I only have this hour or just two hours to hang out, they themselves mentally prepare. I need to make the most out of these two hours with Maha. 
And it's not because it's me, it's just the fact that it's a limited time that I put on our meeting, subhanAllah. So minimizing your time if it's a social events, you know, you don't have to be at every Azuma. And if you are at every Azuma, you don't have to be there for the full six, seven hours. So that's number two, is these social events, you're joining the crowd. Number three, you think you're better than someone. So you try to bring her down. You know, maybe it's a friend or someone in your community that your mom is talking up. She's praising her and it hurts you, right? It's like that fixed mindset where you think that if somebody's getting praised, it takes from you. That if somebody's getting love, it's taking from you. But in reality, there's enough love, there's enough of everything to go around. You need to have that growth mindset that just because someone is being praised and someone is being looked at the way you want to be looked at, it doesn't take from you. So that is another reason why we backbite. You think you're better than someone. You're trying to humble them, right? In quotation, you're trying to humble them, but really you're just backbiting and making yourself look low. You're bringing them down with your tongue. Meanwhile, they have brought themselves up with their own actions and you have nothing to compete with, so you try to drag their name. You try to tell them, oh, this girl, this, this, and that, and you go off on her. She just started wearing hijab. Oh, him, you don't even know what he used to do, right? You're constantly trying to bring someone down because you think you're better than someone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, al-kibr lillah, that kibr, that pride is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no space in Jannah for an ounce of kibr. There's no space for it. Kibr is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and yet he is the most merciful, the most gentle, the most kind, the most forgiving, the most loving, and yet the kibr is for him and that's why it is for him because he's the only one that can manage it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one that should have pride the only one that can say he is better than someone else because he is but for us to do that there's it's not a good look on us and it's not befitting of a Muslim to think this way. So that is the third reason why we gossip. You think you're better than someone. The fourth reason why we gossip, and it's a reason we don't want to admit to, is that you're jealous. So there's this fire in your chest and the way that you release it is through backbiting. You know, you'll find people that say that, yeah, I have an ego, yeah, I'm prideful, but you'll never find someone saying, I'm jealous of this girl. And you have to humble yourself and build the self-awareness of, of who you are. And it happens, we all feel some kind of jealousy towards someone. Somebody. But the best way to fight it is you make dua for them. Allahumma barik laha. Oh Allah, put barakah in what she has. You know, I had this emotion towards something and I just kept saying that. Allahumma barik laha. Allahumma barik laha. And I kept saying it and my chest was tight and I was uncomfortable with it because I felt the jealousy in my heart and I, I admitted it to myself that I was jealous. And it wasn't until I kept saying that dua that I find ease and that I find that it's going to be okay. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed her with this and he will bless me with it. It even counters that whole hasad concept. Yeah, hasad is true. But when you just start to think of something like Allah gave me this Allah can give it to me again. Allah, you know what I mean? Like it's not that serious that you're gonna live your life in secrecy and hiding yourself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, There's no reason why you're, you're you're hiding yourself. You're disconnecting yourself from the community and the society and the ummah for what? So no one can give you hasad. Do you not think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give you better? So you have to balance yourself even when it comes to the person who feels like people are jealous of them. You have to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who provided you with this and he is the one that can take it from you. And as for the one who is jealous of the person, you have to know that what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to this person, he can also give to you. So the fourth reason why we backbite is that you're jealous of the person and you got to admit it to yourself. You don't got to admit it publicly. Admit it to yourself and make that dua, that sincere dua for that person and for yourself. The last reason, the fifth reason why we gossip is we make it an innocent act. We try to play it off like it's nothing. We end it with, oh, Allah may Allah guide her. But she's such a nice person. But it's done after what? After whose expense? Now you're gonna make a dua for her? Now you're gonna ask for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect her? 
when the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, when he was on his way from Isra al Mi'raj, traveling and ascending through the heavens and coming back down to Jerusalem during the night journey, on his way down, when he finished having the conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he started to notice some of the punishments in the hellfire, and one of them was a man who had copper nails and he was ripping his own face. So his nail would go into one cheek, rip his entire face, goes around to the other cheek, and by the time it reached that side of his face, the other half had healed. And that is his punishment. He was continuously ripping his own face with these copper long nails. And the Prophet Muhammad he asked Jibreel what did this man do that he deserved this punishment? And he said, he used to ruin the reputation, the faces of people in the dunya. So now he is destroying his own face in the akhirah and the hereafter. It's not an innocent an act. It's not a joke. It's not something you make a group activity in your group chats. It's something heavy. Your tongue has the ability to honor a person or to change the face that people see them as. Your tongue has a lot of power and it can drag you to Jannah or it can drag you to Jahannam. Your tongue is what attracts people to you, the kinds of friends that you have. So inshallah in the next segment, I wanted to talk about ways to deal with a nammam. And I want to emphasize the hadith of the Prophet Muhammad when he says, there is no room in Jannah. Again, there is so much space in Jannah, but not for the person that is a nammam. There is no room in Jannah for the one that shares backbiting until they've entered hell first. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to make it an innocent act. It's not worth it to make somebody laugh. It's not worth it at all. And the last portion of this episode will be about how to deal with backbiting. When somebody comes up to you with the gossip and the news, how to react. So the first tip I wanted to share is don't believe them, even if they say wallah, even if they swear by Allah that this person said this and this about you. Don't believe it. Because how often do people take things out of context? How often has something you said been said again, not in the way that you said it originally? And not in the attitude and not in the way that you meant it? SubhanAllah, like I ask a room full of women, raise your hand if someone's ever talked about you. They all raise their hand, right? It's like that mean girl scene. And I said, okay, now raise your hand if you've backbited about somebody else. It happens. You're not exempt from it. You have to know it slips sometimes. The person didn't mean it. Or they probably said too much. Or they were speaking about you formally to a person that doesn't know you that way. That knows you informally. And to them, that's a little bit too much to say about somebody. Maybe when she was saying, oh, you're loud, she didn't mean it that way. But now that you're going to hear from a third person, you might take it in the way that they're explaining it to you. So even if they say, wallah, do not believe them. Think good of your sister. Have husn al-dhan, have good thoughts about people. What are you going to gain by believing this? You're just going to lose a friend. And in reality, we all slip, but it's not an excuse. Number two, you have this friend. They're constantly coming up to you. You feel like your whole like, friendship is just gossip. And if there's no gossip, there's no friendship. And this is the best way. If you feel like you have toxic friends, this is the best way to distance yourself from them. So you tell them to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However that looks for you and your friend. Aisha radiallahu anha, she would tell the woman, give your angels a break, right? Give your angels a break from writing these sins down of your gossip. However, you have to remind the person to fear Allah. Sometimes just telling the person, Ittaqillah, to fear Allah is enough. I know a friend, whenever I act out or I say too much or maybe I'm speaking, you know, too loosely, she'll tell me, Maha like literally in that manner. Literally just say those exact words and I would shut up and I would realize what she's telling me. You're going too far. You're crossing the line. You're getting too comfortable, right? Take it easy. However that is for your friend, you have to decide what kind of friendship you have with that person. And subhanAllah, the companion said that when we saw someone sin, we would acknowledge it and remind them of the hellfire and remind them of the punishment. That's a beautiful thing to acknowledge. 
a lot of the things that we do, that we're doing publicly, our sins that are public, we're doing it because no one's saying anything. So it's acceptable. But once you acknowledge it, you notice the person's uncomfortable. You notice the person finishes the conversation a lot faster than they wanted. Because now they're being acknowledged. Now their sin is being noticed. And now they know to stop. So subhanAllah, I know it's an awkward conversation. But when you see your friend, someone that you love sinning, acknowledge it. Tell them to fear Allah. Tell them it's not worth it. The third tip, it's failing. You're not believing them, but they still keep telling you. You're telling them to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's still not working. The third, right? It's an extreme tip, right? You threaten to end the friendship. It's not worth it if there's no change. If you're trying to be better with this friend, but they don't want it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Furqan, That on the day of judgment, there will be a person who will bite not their fingernails, but their fingers, because they've oppressed themselves. How? They will say, I wish I took the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, as my path. And then the next ayah says, why didn't they, right? So what stopped them, you're thinking? Ya wailata. Like, what's wrong with me? lam Oh, I wish I didn't take this person as my best friend. You're not going to remember their name, but you're going to remember the effect that they have on your hereafter. And I'm not saying drop every friend. Look at the word that is used, Khalila, my best friend. If the person that is gossiping with you the most is your best friend, you got to fix that as soon as possible you know we all have distant friends that are you know that constantly talk but it's easy to distance ourselves from them or to avoid them but when it's your best friend you're putting yourself into really deep water that's hard to swim in that will be very difficult for you to build a personality that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when your best friend is the person that is constantly dragging you down so what did this best friend do they would constantly make me forget the good every time it came to me. Every time the notification on my phone came up that it was time for salah, they would distract me. Every time it was time for a halaqa, they would say, oh, let's go here instead. We'll go next week. Every time there was a reminder, they distracted me. They were the reason why I never did any good. Because I took this person that's so far from Allah as my best friend. And this is not to say you should cut off all your friends, but if it's your best friend, you gotta reconsider your choices and who you're holding dear to your heart. So the third one is just to threaten to end the friendship and if that's you just naturally distancing yourself from that person they'll get the gist and if you feel like you're losing friends because you don't want to gossip anymore trust me you're doing yourself the greatest favor the fourth tip if you didn't hear it don't talk about it right love your sister love your brother whoever it is and when i do this talk with young youth right high school girls or even early college girls they get upset they're like no like if somebody's talking about me, I want, I want her to know that I know she's talking about me. I said, okay, I did that once. It's around 18, 19 years old. There was a sister that I just loved naturally, right? I thought she was so chilled. A lot of people would complain about her, but I was like, no, she's good. She's a good person. There was a party I didn't go to and a really good friend of mine, right? Very sweet girl. She comes and tells me, this girl said this and this about you. And I was so upset because I was like, damn, that's some heavy words she just threw at me. And I didn't even know if we had beef, right? I didn't even know she didn't even like me that much. So then I was like, you know what? I don't care. Next party, I'm seeing her. I'm going to tell her what I heard. I go up to her and I say, you know, I heard you said this and this about me. And somebody else told me again, you said this and this about me. I acknowledged it, right? I told her, I know what you said. And I said, I really didn't like that you said that. I told her how I felt. You know, I gave her what it was. And even though she acknowledged it, she apologized for it. There was no more mahabba. There was no more love between us. Till this day, I see each other as just salam. So it doesn't benefit you. You will lose this sister as a friend. How do we make ourselves feel good about this? Is you tell yourself, how often have you slipped? Have you said something more than you should have? 
around the wrong people. You humble yourself knowing that you do the same thing. It happens. It's easier of a task for me as a person, as a human being, to love a person than it is to hate. Once I build this hate in my heart for a person, it takes from me. It takes from me emotionally, mentally. I'm constantly thinking about how much I don't like this person, how she played me, how all that stuff. If you didn't hear it, love your sister. And obviously this is just for like basic gossiping. If somebody is ruining your life, you know, maybe ruining your marriage or your reputation or dragging it, then obviously take the measures you need. But I'm just talking about like, you know, the, the petty gossip. The fifth way to deal with someone who's always gossiping is don't investigate it, even if it's true. You know, somebody comes up to you and it says, oh, I think these two broke off their engagement or their marriage. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Ya aminu, Allah says, Oh, you who believe. He's speaking to every person that is listening that is a believer. And constantly keep yourself away from bad thoughts. After the bad thoughts or these assumptions, evil is going to come. After you start to have these bad assumptions, what happens? You start to spy. You start to check their Facebook or their, their Twitter account to see if they're following each other, if, they're, if they deleted their pictures or not. And then you do your whole, subhanAllah, we don't have time to read Quran, we don't have time to salli, we don't have time to make wudu, but we have the, the hour and a half to investigate if these two people are still married or if these two people are talking or getting to know each other, whatever it is, right? So subhanAllah, it started with you having these assumptions, these bad thoughts. Remember, love your sister. It's going to kill you to hate her. It's going to take a lot from you. So it began with just assumptions. And then those assumptions, you started to investigate and then you found out, oh, it's true. And then what happens once you validate your assumptions, you start to spread it and you start to backbite. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah. Allah is telling you to fear Allah. Inna Allah rahim. But don't forget, Allah is the most forgiving. SubhanAllah, Allah is giving us this comfort at the end of the ayah, letting us know, you know, we do slip. Again, I'm not trying to make this act innocent, but I do want to acknowledge we all slip. And regardless of what sin I'm speaking about, but just know that Allah is the most forgiving. The last advice I'm going to give, and this is the most important one, and to me, I think is the most effective of them all, is don't respond. Let it end with you. You see it, right? When somebody's coming with the news, with the gossip, did you hear? And you're like, what? You saying what like that made the person want to tell you even more and maybe even make up some things just to make it more of an umph, right? So she tells you the gossip and you're like, oh, no, you've literally gasped for air, right? And this girl's now like, yes, these reactions is what they live for, the people that gossip, right? The people that are constantly giving you the, the, the news about people, they live for that reaction. So when you don't give them that reaction, they tell you the news, you're like, yeah, I know, haram, she's going through a lot, make dua for her. And the person's looking at you like, damn, that's not the reaction I expected. That's not why I'm doing this. So you're giving them a reaction that gives them no fuel and it ended with you. And maybe it made her feel dumb about it for even mentioning it. They leave thinking, damn, that's right. I shouldn't be spreading people. I should be making dua for her or she is going through a lot. Imagine if that was me. So subhanAllah, you not giving them that reaction is now humbling them and also allowing it to end with you. For me, I believe that is the best kind of advice to give anyone that is struggling with, with the backbiting. The destruction of a namam, a person who spreads gossip and fitna in an hour, is the same as a sahir, the same as a person who does black magic working for a month. You can destroy so many reputations, so many relationships in an hour. 
And a sahir would have to take a month to do the damage you just did in an hour. And subhanAllah, what do we do more of? We speak more than we do actions. So on our scales, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says He weighs, right? It's not about the quantity, it's about what you did and how heavy it was. And gossiping is heavy. There's no room in Jannah for a person who gossips unless they've entered hellfire first. So no, you will do more speaking. So make sure your tongue is dragging you to Jannah. And one final reflective note I wanted to end with, and I ask the sisters every time I do this talk, why is it that backbiting you lose your good deeds for? No other sin has that reaction. No other sin will you lose your good deeds for. You'll get sins for it, yes, but you won't lose your good deeds for it. Why is that? And I want you to reflect on that question. I'm giving you time to reflect. <laughs> But subhanAllah, there's many reasons, right? Everyone can give their input and I'm not saying it's wrong, but when I think about it, right? When I'm reflecting on this, I want you to think about a moment where somebody was backbiting about you and how it felt. I remember once there was a woman that said some really mean things about me that I don't even know what she looks like, right? I've never met her, at least from my knowledge. And she said a lot of things about me that I was just like, damn, if this is a person that doesn't know me, imagine a person that does. But on, the, on a serious note, I was really hurt. Like it really hurt my feelings that someone was spreading this about me. And all I kept thinking was like, damn, this really does affect somebody mentally and emotionally and physically that when, you're, when your reputation is being dragged. And it hit me then that this is why on the day of judgment, when people are at the gates of Jannah, people will come and take your good deeds. And then when you have no good deeds, subhanAllah, what would you take? Their sins. You might be taking the sins that you once gossiped about from that person. You were talking about the things she was doing and subhanAllah, now it's on your scale. Now it's like you did it because of the gossiping you did. When I reflect on that answer, it's that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cares about the emotions, the feelings of his believers. And you do not know who's dear to Allah. You might be gossiping about someone who is so close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah loves. And it's not worth it to gossip. You don't know how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has this person's back. I know I said that was the last point, but this is the final point, honestly. We're sitting here, we're, we're all feeling guilty, including myself. And we're thinking, okay, so how can I now get back on track with this behavior that I once did? I feel bad about it. I'm going to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. I'm not going to do it again, inshallah. Now, what do I do about the person that I hurt, that I spoke about? So there's many ways to counter what you once did with the backbiting. You can go back to that same person and change the image that you created in their mind. You better sing their praise and allow that person to love that person the way you made them see them differently. Two, if you know the person good enough and you know they might not get upset and it might not end your friendship, you can let them know that you messed up and you slipped and you sometimes spoke more than you should and if they would forgive you. But if you feel like this person will take it the wrong way and it's just going to end your friendship. Remember, love your sister. And if this is my end your friendship, you can make so much dua for this sister. And subhanAllah, the only good deed that no one will take from you ever is your fasting. So if you want to build up your good deeds that no one can take from you, fast more. And the final tip I would share is to become dear to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that he has your back. So that when this person comes and asks for their rights and comes for your good deeds, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bribe them with jewels and castles of Jannah. If you forgive her, this is what you will get. And subhanAllah, that day we're going to want the best, right? We want the jewels, we want the castles. So get right by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so he has your back on the day of judgment. Get right by the person, correct your wrongs and make sure this person that you slandered about, that you spoke bad about, is now seen in a better light. Fast as much as you can to protect yourself and to protect your good deeds. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to protect our tongues and to use it in a way that will please him. If you find that there's nothing good to say, just stay quiet. There's a reason why the past prophets would fast from speech. It saves you from a lot of problems and a lot of sins. 
So keep your speech minimum if that's what you need. If you have no self-control, maybe using some of the tips that I shared will be useful to you. If you feel like you have more tips, please comment on our Instagram page and our Twitter page and even in the comments on the podcast app. However you wish to share. Jazakallahu khairan for listening. I really do pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to get right with Him and allows us to really have control over our tongue. It is the only muscle that does not get tired. So allow it to get busy and moisten your tongue with the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So alhamdulillah, this marks a full year of this journey with us and companions of the message. Again, what will hold us dear to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being companions of the message of the final messenger, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Jazakumullah khairun for all your support and all your kind words. It's been such a journey and Sara, we miss you so much. Inshallah, once you're back from your long vacation, we'll be back with Sunday episodes weekly. We got ya. I'm really excited to get Sara back inshallah soon. We'll keep you posted on that. But again, wallah, I appreciate it with all my heart. Every time I see it being shared or being watched in so many different countries, always shout out to Canada and Australia. It always amazes me how far words can reach. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless everyone who's listening and allow us to be the best versions of ourselves and to have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pleased with us when we return back to him. Jazakumullahu khairun. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.